We haven't actually started the podcast yet, I think. We're going to start it right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Nameless Monsters podcast. Uh, I'm Nate. I am the Keeper. And with us today, we have... I'm Lester. I play Morris. Wow. <laughs> Lester is actually a robot, just so you guys know. That we have programmed. He is an AI that we have programmed to play Monster of the Week. So give it up for Lester, the AI. Thank you. <laughs> I am Heather. I play Mags, Margaret Oliver, the professional. I am Dennis. I play Brad, the mundane. All right. Last time we had some fun adventures. We met some new people. We discovered a little bit of people's backstories. Who would like to give us a recap of last episode? We all drove cars and then we all crashed those cars separately somehow. And then spiders covered in faces attacked us. And then I think... Morris got attacked, and then he stabbed it, and then he got away. And then we deliberated on whether to go to a creepy van or a government-issued SUV, because for some reason we decided that was a very important distinction. Like, maybe the van had something the government-issued SUV didn't have. Like, more easily to die in. Um, and then we all went into the government-issued van or SUV, because that was the only correct choice to make. And then um, Brad broke it. Well, he broke the van immediately, or the SUV immediately. Yes. To, to be fair, a spider broke it. Like you got I rid of the spider. Did, I mean, I, really the I'm, I broke it worse. I did. The yeah. window was so going away either out way. Instead of in. It was going away either way. And this way. Yeah. yeah. Right. It went away for good. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. I don't think it was dead. It might come back for revenge. An incredible summary, truly, truly it's lifelike. Remarkable. This AI. Yeah. Incredible. It's uh, night, we are in the woods, and we see a shot of the, the SUV driving down the road, and we cut to the inside where the wind is screaming past our heroes' faces, or semi-heroes, as it were, and you all are just driving forward into the night. What do you can anybody, do? Can, does anybody have any cell phone signal? Can we see how far away we are from the nearest town? Um, there's a map in the glove box, I think, but I, we, that doesn't really tell us where we are currently. My phone's in the van. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, my phone and it says no signal. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. Okay, no problem. 
no problem at all. Um, uh, uh, Brad, was it Brad? Yeah. Uh, there, there is a map in, uh, in the glove box. Okay, got it. Um, <clears throat> great. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What was your name? M- Morris. Morris. Yeah. Morris. Yeah. Um, if you could keep an eye out for um, maybe like a mile marker. Um, we can kind of kind of triangulate where where we are and um oh oh god um are we on the blue road or the red road oh god um i i use a jeep i don't know mm-hmm. mm. are you are you gonna be okay does this have power windows or as you are driving along fretting you spy to your right with your little eye. Actually, you probably have big eyes because you're terrified. Uh, you pass oh. a house on the side of the road. There's a light in one of the windows, and you zoom right by it. There was a house. I don't, I don't know if you saw that. Should we, should we turn around and go in? How long have we been driving? Ten minutes. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're probably far enough out at this point that we don't have to worry about them being right you know, on us chasing us sure, sure. yeah like if so if you you seem like you could use a minute so if you would like to maybe throw it in reverse and sort of you know we can i can i can knock on what the door it, a, see if that it's secret agent j turn maneuver that that's what mags does not very well mind you but that's what she does roll act under pressure <laughs> Oh, you've killed us all. Oh, that is boxcars. So that's a 14. So I'm just going to give you the narrative baton here. So with with tears streaming down her face from the wind blaring in the where the windshield should be, she grabs. I, I don't even remember how to actually do it. It was on an episode of Mythbusters, I think. She puts her left hand over on the opposite side of the wheel and shifts gears as she throws the wheel around and the back end of the SUV almost fishtails for a second, but it just whips right around and all of a sudden they're going 90 degrees or 180 degrees in the other direction. And she pulls back into that driveway and just sits there. For, for just like 30 seconds and then she rolls up the driveway what you see before you when you pull up into this driveway is a small wooden simple house nothing crazy here there's a mailbox out in the front um, there are two windows uh, between which is a door and there is a wavering light in one of the windows like of a candle or a a fireplace possibly a candle some kind of flame or just a really shitty light okay um you also see back and to the right um there's a chicken coop surrounded by some some chicken wire and it looks like there could be some chickens asleep in there so you stay here for a second Take a breath. Morris, are you good or do you want to come with? Uh, I'll come with. I, I think it's important for us all to stay together. I'll 
come with you as well. Okay, let's go. Hop out of the car. Start walking up to the house. What time is it? I know it's dark out, but is it like super late or is it? Your clock says 11.15. Holy Moses. Okay. That's earlier than I thought it was. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, I guess, take point walking up to the house. Um, I am going to, e- even though I did say that it's likely we were not followed by giant face spiders, I don't know what the average running speed of a giant face spider is. Mm-hmm. So um, can I, what would I roll to just sort of keep a general eye out for anything that looks threatening or shady or so untoward? just describe narratively kind of what you're doing, and then I'll give you a roll. I know what it's going to okay. be, but just tell me what you're doing first, and then we'll... Okay, so I'm trying to walk to the house looking nonchalant from the viewpoint of the people behind me, um, but I am sort of cutting eyes back and forth, side to side, um, looking at the corners of the house, looking at the roof, looking at the tree line to see if I see webbing or any any tail, telltale signs of uh, monster spiders. Why don't you roll me a read-a-bad-situation? Will do. Okay, that. Oh, I have plus zero sharp. So that's going to be a big six. That's a failure. Oh, no. oh, brutal. Does anybody want to help him out, maybe? I can help out. So describe to me, Morris, narratively, how you are helping out. And then we'll see if it's enough to warrant a roll. I think we've already established that Morris has a gun, right? Uh, so I think Morris is kind of keeping his hand within a close range of his gun, and he's also scoping out the situation, kind of looking in the trees. He just kind of has to, like, follow along with Brad, and he's also kind of checking out the house, because, uh, I think in general, Morris is not of a population that would trust random country manners with nobody around them, so... I think he's both kind of like looking at the woods and looking at the house for anything kind of super shifty or suspicious, whether that's like spiders or just like super homophobic rednecks. (laughs) Totally valid. Okay. Why don't you roll help out? (laughs) I got a five. (laughs) Oh, no. We're going to get murdered. That's the end of season one of The Nameless Monsters. <laughs> wow. Two hard moves here. Okay. Holy shit. This is not something that I prepared for or thought about. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what happens. You all hear a snapping of twigs off in the forest to your left and you hear the rustling of bushes and you all turn to look at it freaked out and you hear an owl hoot and it flies out of the trees just above your heads and flies away all of your hearts skip a beat i think and in that beat You hear the door to this small house slam open and you see a man standing in the doorway 
with a gun trained on all of you. And he says, what the hell are you doing on my property? Uh, hands up. Hey, sorry. Hey, uh, sorry to disturb. Um, we had some, we had some uh, car trouble. Um, and I point back at the, the SUV. Is it turned so that he could see the missing windshield in it? Yeah, yeah, I think I just pulled straight up to the house. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, didn't mean to start with you. Just were kind of on edge. We we ran into um, something in the uh, on the road back there. Some, and it, some falling rocks or a tree branch or something. I yeah, yeah, we don't really, it was dark. Um, but we just, we saw the, the light in the window. And we thought maybe you'd have a phone or you could tell us how close we were to town. Anything like that would be really helpful. Or we could just leave if you, if you would prefer why don't you roll manipulate someone why am i rolling so much you're the one talking (laughs) that's true can i go ahead and preemptively help out how are you helping i contributed to that conversation that's okay uh that is a 10 thank goodness it's cool so you get plus one sweet and i already have plus two to charm so this will hopefully be better. Here we go. Uh, yeah, that's a five and a three plus three is 11. Oh, wow. Okay. He lowers his gun slightly and he says, how'd y'all get here? The road? Well, we were, yeah, we were in a, the vehicle back here driving and, um, we mentioned the rocks and the, or the branch or we, we you know, that something Just coming down and, 57. That's all? Yeah. Right. That, Right. Well, huh. Imagine that. And he throws his gun up over his shoulder and he says, Well, welcome to Triple Springs. Imagine you'll probably be staying here a while. You can come in and use the phone. You can call up to uh, the auto shop up in town. Or you can uh, get a place to stay. I got their numbers right here. How, uh, how far out is the town? Oh, about a mile that way. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm Margaret Oliver, and I stick my hand out. Pete Burton. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Nice to meet you, Mr. Burton. Thank you for your hospitality. And he gives you a big old grin. How old is this guy? What does he look like? Mr. Burton is an older man, probably in his 50s or 60s. He is wearing uh, overalls and no shirt underneath him. And he has a trucker ball cap on. And it's just got an American flag on it. And he's got a beard, long, stringy, greasy looking hair. And he is mildly overweight. He's got that beer belly. Okay. Asked and answered. So, well, you answered like our main question. Town is a mile that way. Uh, do we still need to use the phone or, or are, we, are we good? However y'all want to do it. More than welcome to give a call to the auto shop if your car won't make it. I don't know that the auto shop would even be open. It's kind of late at night, isn't it? He lives nearby. Yeah, we'll we'll make the push into town. But before I go... When we had pulled over for a moment, we heard, I don't know, something, something large off the side of the road. I'm not 
are there bears or wildcats or anything of that nature around here? Have have you heard anything in, in the woods? He gives you a knowing look. See, he gets a little closer to you as well, and you can smell whiskey on his breath. And he says, oh, there's all sorts of creatures in these woods, ma'am. Now, y'all go on and get to town, and uh, if you'd like one piece of free advice, don't go into the woods at night. <laughs> we'll remember that, sir. Uh, that feels like very normal advice. The laugh was a little bit sinister, considering the context. Yeah. Thank you again, Mr. Burton. We, we do appreciate your help. Y'all take care. And he uh, gets out a pack of cigarettes, and it's no filter lucky strikes. All right. He lights one up and goes back into his house. Okay. Yes, we head on to Triple Springs. So, you all hop in your car and begin to drive the mile that this gentleman said would lead you to town. It was the direction you were going, but you can't shake the feeling of how surprised he was to see you here. The first thing that you see when you get into Triple Springs is an auto garage with a detached house in the back. And beyond that, you see a town that's... The only way to describe it is lost to time. Everything is older looking here. It doesn't look particularly well kept up, but also old architecture, old styles of everyday things. Why don't we pull the table here? And each one of you, starting with Dennis, give me... One aspect of this town that you see that makes you think that it's a little out of time, out of touch with the times, rather. So I'm going to say that we pass what may very well be the only gas station in the town. And it is called, let's see, it's called Greg's Grub and Go. And it's got, like, posters in the windows, you know, advertising bologna sandwiches for a dollar and that sort of thing. Um, but the pumps out front, all but one of them, look like that sort of old-timey thing you see where the attendant comes out and pumps your gas for you, that sort of thing. Maybe one of these pumps has been upgraded to have a car reader, but all the rest of them are sort of dilapidated. And seems like you could go in and give them a nickel and have some 12-year-old... Pump your gas and wash your windshield for you. All right. Heather? So in the parking lot next to Greg's Grab and Go, uh, there is that rarest of common spectacles, a payphone. In its little shell, AT&T on the side, Ma Bell with the phone book hanging down underneath it. Okay. Lester? There is a sign for a uh, place to rent, and it lists the monthly rent as being about $121. (laughs) 
Okay, and the name of this place to rent I actually have for you here. Uh, the name of the place for rent is Miss Brown's Bed and Breakfast. Love it. Uh, I guess we need a place to sleep for the night. Guess we can see if Miss Brown has rooms. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do it. We'll say the sign gives some directions on how to get there. Very simple directions. This is not a huge place by any means. Can we see it from the sign? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can see it from the sign. Uh, in fact, the sign has like a picture of the place on it. And you can see in the distance, in the light of one of the street lights, the few street lights that exist here, uh, you see Miss Brown's bed and breakfast. Uh, so I'll slowly pull up, put her in park. I'll turn to the guys and I'll say, Okay, let's go. Let's go see if she's got some rooms for us. The adrenaline has worn off. She looks real tired. The lights are all off at Miss Brown's. You walk up to the door. It's dark. I'll knock quietly and give it a minute. There is no response. Okay, is there is there a bell? Is there? Yeah, but it's a literal bell. Yeah. Fabulous. A dinner bell. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you just ring the bell. Like a triangle. It's quite loud. And you see a light flick on in one of the upstairs windows. And after a while, you hear some shuffling around inside and some footsteps. And the door opens. The door is lovely. It is wooden with like a stained glass image in it. It's difficult to see through, but you see like a light coming coming up to the door. What's the image on the stained glass, Heather? It's just a pattern. It's divided up into a grid, just kind of lovely sunset shades going from dark on the bottom to lighter on the top. And the door opens. Before you, you see a lovely younger woman. She is wearing a dress probably from the 60s, 70s style of dresses. Kind of modish looking. Uh, it looks rumpled and her hair is in a bit of disarray. Uh, her, her fire red hair just pokes out uh, in a lot of places. And she looks at you with sleepy eyes and she says, uh, yeah, hey, um, what, what can I do for you? Miss, Miss Brown? Y yeah, that's, that's me. Who are you and how did you get here? Mags kind of screws up her face a little bit at being asked this question again. The road. <laughs> and and shakes her head and says, yes, we, we came down 57 and uh, ran into a little car trouble. Um, I was wondering if, if you had rooms where we could, what, could stay for, for the night before we head back out and get the car taken care of. Um, sure. Sure, yeah. Um, how, many, how many rooms do you need? Well, um, three, I guess, if... if you have them. 
uh, her eyes light up. She says, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Three rooms. Um, yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, she says, can I, can I make you guys anything? Some coffee, some tea. I think I have some leftover biscuits from dinner. Sounds wonderful. I, w- I would love uh, a cup of tea before, before bed. I'll take a cup of coffee before bed. Uh, I could definitely eat. I'll take a biscuit or two or however many you want to give me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so she guides you all into a lovely little bed and breakfast. Um, plucked right out of time from the era that I mentioned earlier, the 60s, 70s. And she leads you into a kitchen where there's a huge long table for a bunch of people to sit at. And she sits you all down and begins preparing coffee, tea, and some biscuits with ham on them. Mm. Just some cold ham she's sliced. Are there condiments? Well, sure. I could really go for some, like, spicy brown mustard on this. That sounds like that would really hit the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine there's, like, a Lazy Susan in the middle of the table. Yeah, the Lazy Susan has a whole bunch of things on it that you can just grab. Oh, sweet. Brad just spinning it. (laughs) for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Wee! She makes you all your drinks and uh, sits down at the table with you, and she says, so, welcome to Triple Springs, I guess. Um, I'll um, be honest with you, we don't get a whole lot of visitors from outside, but, you know. Uh, well, we, we ran into a um, Mr. Burton on the, the outskirts of town, and, and he seemed surprised to see us as well i i know we it's late we kind of snuck up on him but um it, it must be very quiet here it's a lovely little town she when you say that she lights up and she says yes it really is just the most wonderful place to live it's great here uh you guys have like a wi-fi password or anything Wi-Fi. Um, uh, yeah, you I'm know, for like sure. uh, the internet and the phone. She looks at you with the most confused look. I, I, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm real sorry. Um, the inter internet. Yeah, you know the thing that makes the uh the the computers go. I guess that's not really how. Well, you know, you get, uh, Morris pulls out his phone and he turns it on and he, like, shows it, shows his smartphone to her, like, you know, the internet, like, you use it to, like, look up stuff or, uh, find your GPS, like, I'm not getting any cell signal here, but I figured we could pull up a map if I could at least get the Wi-Fi password. I'm sorry, we, we don't have that. I must be so... why you guys are so cheap. That's that. That's quite all right, Miss Brown. We'll we'll figure all that out in the morning. Is there um a a place where I can freshen up? Maybe um a, a restroom. Down oh here, yeah, or? sure. Here, uh, follow me. We, we can go to the restroom here on the first floor. 
Thank, thank you. She shows you to it, and yeah. Okay, so Mags gets in what I imagine to be like a powder room. Like there's no tub or anything like that in here. Just mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and she stands there gripping the sink for like a solid two minutes, eyes closed, hand like knuckles going white on the edge of the the frame of the sink, and just repeating over and over to herself, "It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You know what you're doing." It's all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. And then she splashes some water on her face and kind of like scrubs at her eyes, fixes her hair, like gets some some safety glass out of it and washes her hands and goes back out feeling a little more ready to face whatever weirdness is about to continue (laughs) as you wash your face and kind of straighten yourself up you you feel oddly relieved you're starting to feel a little bit better about your circumstances here you know this place doesn't seem to be too bad people have been nice yeah it's a really lovely little town it's a lovely little town really it's just it's charming Mm, mm. truly charming. Brad has managed to weasel his way into the kitchen and is making more biscuits. Miss <laughs> 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 Brown comes in and she says, oh, you just, you just help yourself to whatever you need. Do you have any, um, I was going to make like a savory kind of like chai biscuit so they'd be ready for the morning. Do you have any like a uh, garam masala <laughs> or anything that I could use? Uh, I'm afraid I don't. That's fine. You know what? Draw biscuits it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Miss Miss Brown, I saw that on the sign you guys had a monthly rate of uh, $121. What's your nightly rate? Oh, our nightly rate is about $575. Uh, <laughs> all right. Morris. Does that add up? Fuck. Uh, I think I actually <laughs> did divide it, and it would be like $4.30. Yeah. But, so, yeah. So, five seventy five. So, nightly, right, nightly rate is higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Morris reaches into his pocket and pulls out the humongous wad of $100 bills that... Oh, uh, my gosh. ...the <laughs> cult member gave him, and he pulls out one $100 bill, and he's like, uh, you wouldn't... You wouldn't have change. You could. You can't break a hundred, can you? Uh, maybe I should uh, just. Maybe we should just pay pay for the week. Well, sure. I. I mean, I can break a hundred. That's not a problem. You oh, just cool. want to stay the one night. Well, I think I think we're gonna look to get the car fixed tomorrow, right? Yeah. Great. So. I was asking Heather, but thanks you for answering <laughs> as well, Miss Brown. <laughs> Uh, Max, Max has Max. come back in at this point. <laughs> yes, uh, we will. Uh, she just walked back in the kitchen. We'll expect to as soon as that car can be roadworthy again. We'll we'll be heading on out, ready to to do the next thing. You know how it is. Heading on out, sure, right, sure. Um, well, 
Let me show you to your rooms. Do you have any bags? Uh, I I do actually. Um, I'll I'll be right back. I think I said Morris only had his one messenger bag. Everything else is in the abandoned lavender colored uh, mm-hmm. sedan. She tries to take your bags for you, for what it's worth. I absolutely cannot let her. So Mags has there's like a little like a like a carry on bag, a little wheelie carry on. Um, and then there are three large duffel bags in the back of this SUV, like the enormous military issue, put a body in them duffel bags. And when Miss Brown reaches for one of them, Mag stops her and says, these are these are rather delicate. I, I, I'll need to handle these myself. Oh, I, I do appreciate the help. And she picks one of them up. And there's like a a weight shift that happens when she picks it up by the straps to like hook it over her over her head. There is something long and angular and heavy in this bag. Uh, And so she does one across her, does the other one across and then picks up the third one like to carry it in front of her and says, "Okay, if you could just show us to our rooms. Mags wobbling <laughs> under all the weight, not used to all of this equipment and all this gear. I love that image. And uh, you all follow Miss Brown upstairs, who you've not asked her first name, but that's okay. She doesn't care. Her first name's Miss, and her last name's Brown. <laughs> that's true. Uh, actually, Miss Brown, you wouldn't happen to have any, like, Spare men's clothes. Uh, it seems that Miss Max here is very prepared. Brad and I are not. Uh, we don't really have anything, I don't think. I'm assuming Brad didn't have any baggage that he... Just the clothes on his back. Somehow managed, yeah. I I think I can find you something, probably. Um, sure, I'll, I'll bring it up to your room. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Rock on. She looks you both up and down, kind of gauging your sizes, and returns about 20 minutes later as you guys are unpacking your bags and getting your rooms set up, and she brings you men's clothes that are not stylish by any means, because the style is decades old. (laughs) And depends on the decade. The interesting thing is there are different decades of clothing here oh. things from simple farmer's garb to you know button-up shirts with one random grateful dead t-shirt yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh but i was gonna say uh button-up shirts with um french cuffs all those fancy roughly shirts. pirate shirts <laughs> no, there's no fancy rubbly pirate shirt. Well, sure there is. Who am I to say? What does it matter? Yes, there's a fancy ruffly pirate looking shirt. A ruffle front tuxedo shirt. <laughs> yeah. Powder oh, blue. Man. Yeah, powder blue ruffle front tuxedo shirt. There's one old like British soldier jacket from the Revolutionary War. Well, I grabbed what I could. Um feel free to have Whatever you need. This is just um, stuff that you know, previous tenants have left behind and things like that. So 
she looks a little nervous and she says, well, uh, good night. And she walks away. Okay, then. Morris, do you want, you want first pick or should I? Uh, Morris is going to take the Grateful Dead shirt. Excellent choice. Uh, I think the old British soldier jacket. Soldier jacket. Uh, I think you could do something with that. Like, he's just going to keep that uh, even beyond when they leave. That's just his now. And uh, a pair of overalls, since really they only need, like, one change of clothes. Um, Brad, I think, is going to dig through for a minute. And he's he's got clothes in the van, which he assumes they're going to go back for in the morning. So he just needs something to put on that's, you know, fresh in the morning. So he's going to try to find some of those old, like, wide-legged, like dress trousers from like the the was it the fifties, and see if he can find a dress shirt that goes with it that he will definitely wear unbuttoned far too low in the morning. <laughs> the third see button. If, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he works hard for those pecs. If he can show them, he's gonna. Um, and uh, you know, sleeves rolled up, so something looks trim, but he's gonna do the best he can. Such a bro little gene kelly inspiration absolutely hey, listen gene kelly yeah i dig it he's he's the goat you all um are settled into your rooms and you go to sleep for the night is there anything you guys wanted to do before you go to sleep or are we good with just moving on max will have gotten her journal back out and recorded everything that has happened since then including these two new companions that she has somehow picked up you know write down descriptions of them their vehicles how they behaved She's such a narc well i mean literally <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah just try and try and capture everything that she can in her notebook there sure did we get three separate rooms yes i think brad is going to go check on Morris. Just knock on the door and uh, see if he's asleep yet. He had coffee, so probably not. <laughs> uh, Morris is going to go, I guess, open the door and see what's up. Hey, um, I just wanted to check on you. You, you uh, Things got pretty gnarly with that, with that thing back there. Are you good? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm as good as I could. I'm not great. But I think I'm as good as I possibly could be. Okay. With giants, you know, space spider monster. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did stab it good, so. I know. saw that. That was that was good. Helps the old confidence. Is that your first, first My only? My first stabbing. Well, well, I meant more like the monster. First monster. Uh. Why are you asking? Oh no! I just you know not. It's not every day you meet a. A, a face, a giant face spider. So I was just, have you ever seen anything like that before? Well, I've never seen a giant face monster specifically, but I may or may not have seen other uh, animals that aren't normal. I might not have <laughs> Okay. All it's right. not my first time seeing fucked up animals. Yep, we'll go with that. Okay. Well, I also may or may not be somewhat familiar with a certain amount of fuckery with the natural order of things. So, um, you know, I just know 
you seem pretty surprised, and it can be uh, a little bit well, startling. Well, I did try to eat my, eat my leg. No, yeah, I know. Which was pretty um, surprising. No, yeah, anytime part of you is being consumed by an apex predator like that, it's going to put you off your game, but I feel like when there are also faces screaming at you from the abdomen of a giant arachnid, it like kicks it up to 11 or 12. So to be honest, know. I'm still more worried about about the uh, the car. Like, you think if the police find the car, they'll be able to figure out I was driving without a license? Uh, uh, I don't I don't know that I can really take that kind of heat. I won't I do mean, well in prison. <laughs> Yeah, prob probably so. So let's just see if we can get that handled before they get out there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it'd be great if we yeah. could uh, make it back to the cars. I guess you also left your car behind, huh? I did, yeah. And, like, it's got all my stuff, all my stuff in it. Like, Hopefully yeah. uh, this mags lady will be willing to give us a lift back. She seems see Well, I was gonna... I was gonna see that it seems like she's got kind of a handle on things, but that feels dishonest. <laughs> she was, uh, she was panicking. A little, well. A lot. I don't know that we should have let her drive. Uh, like, I shouldn't have driven either, but, uh. No. I, well, you know, it's, we're here, we're alive, and, uh, she seemed to, she, did you notice the, like, fancy J-turn You're right, that did? was, like, out of an action movie. That was amazing, you know? Like, right? Right? Yeah, like, so maybe she's got a little bit of, you know, something underneath that crippling yeah. anxiety yeah. that she's been displaying for everyone you know, to see. some people who say, uh, when you're at your most anxious, that's when your brain's working the most when you do really great things like a uh, hysterical mom strength i hysterical driving ability Sim so like her that j term was the equivalent of her picking a car up off of her babies yeah and i guess in this bizarre metaphor i've crafted we're the babies uh that seems to track yeah that's yeah we'll go with that this is a real meeting of the Brain trust here. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Mensa up in here in the hall. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, well, uh, baby needs his beauty rest. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to check on you and make sure you were good. And uh, thanks, um, man. I like, I like really, really appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Um, I try to give him like a fist bump, uh, but I'm. I, do are you guys still? Is this a? Are, are is the Gen Z still doing the 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 pound? Like, do you do that? Do you have a handshake that you kids are uh, doing now? Yeah, we we still we still fist bump. Uh, yeah, you know. Okay, cool. Hasn't gone by cool. the wayside yet. All right. Yeah. Pound it. Morris real awkwardly puts up his fist and like taps. Pound it against Brad's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. All right, good night, bro. Yep, night. What a piece of art. Can I go back to bed? <laughs> Brad, Ooh. as you walk into your room and shut the door, you turn around, and sitting on your bed is a man. Oh, God. You've seen this man before. He has a long, white beard, <gasps> scraggly no. white hair, a plaid hunter's cap on, a plaid shirt, and old faded jeans with cowboy boots on and he's sitting there and he's smoking a pipe 
Dude, you... I'm not going to lie. Scared the shit out of me, <laughs> but... Huh, I don't think this is a smoking room. It might be. I don't know. What's up, uh, Mr. Plaid Wizard, if I remember correctly, yeah? I don't recall giving you my name, but if I must have a name, that shall do. Okay, well, that's the one that you kept, like, repeating over and over in a mysterious <laughs> voice, so it sort of stuck a little bit. I guess I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> you did, yeah. It's cool, It's cool though. I liked it. I loved it. It was, a, it was a choice, and you committed to it, and I respect that. It's difficult because, you know, it just depends on when that was. It could be that that was in a couple of days. But that's, that doesn't matter. We, uh, Brad. Yes, what? I am so happy you made it. Well done, my boy. Well done. Thank you. Now, find what has made this town stuck and fix it. Okay. Or great doom will befall the world. And he oh, breathes out a bunch of smoke and he... uh is still just sitting there and the smoke <laughs> all covers him and then starts to kind of dissipate and he coughs <coughs> and he's still there and he says oh uh should i look sorry. away i could that do you want just, me to... yeah if you could just turn around for a minute okay well do, do the give me give me the cue again oh, yes yes great doom shall befall the world no no brad looks away dramatic like throws an arm over his face oh no and looks away. boots land on the on the hardwood floor and then pad across a carpet and then you hear the window open and you hear uh somebody climbing out the window and then you hear like something snap and you hear him say shit and then he's gone brad peeks over his shoulder who is that guy and next to your bed you see a single s'mores sandwich with a reese's peanut butter cups yes dude all right i definitely pound that bad boy and then i tuck into bed and immediately fall asleep We are so grateful for the enthusiasm and support we've received from the Cast Junkie Discord community. If you enjoy our show, you might enjoy this one, too. That's this thing on. Can't you see the red light? God, how bad are your eyes? I can see the red light, but no one said to talk. Hi, I am Marie Redgate, and um, this is... Angus McRae. And we uh, fight monsters, because those are real. The boogeyman that you fear, the real thing under your bed, is also real. But we're here to fight them. Kick their ass, but, you know, that's close enough. Do you even literally think we should be doing this? I mean, who would believe a couple of uh, monster hunters from a little town called Hendrix, which we're stuck in, thanks to you? Thanks to me? I would have been gone a long time ago if I still had a car. But I guess you shouldn't have drove it off a bridge. We interrupt this bickering to inform you that we are Redgate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. Wait, 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 why, why is it Redgate and Wolf? Should not be Wolf and Redgate? I do all the work, and as she talked about kicking ass, I do that. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere to kick ass if I didn't drive you there. Drive me. You drive me crazy. Find us on your favorite podcast app now.
So you all go to bed and you wake up the next morning to the delicious smell of a good old southern breakfast. You all gather downstairs in the dining room where Miss Brown has prepared for you a lovely meal with grits and biscuits and bacon and eggs and gravy. Mm. And as you are sitting down to breakfast, the door to the bed and breakfast bangs open and a gentleman steps through the door. He is wearing a suit, albeit it looks a little old-fashioned, not terribly so, though. Probably 70s, 80s. And he says, ah, good morning, Mrs. Brown. Miss Brown. Apologies. And she, uh, Miss Brown looks at him and says, Oh, Sid, how are you today? Would you like some breakfast? Some coffee, maybe? Sid says, That'd be lovely. You just grab me a cup of coffee. I'll, uh, talk to these here newcomers for a minute and I'll be right out of your hair. Uh, Miss Brown nods and gets him a cup of coffee. And Sid says, Good morning. Folks, my name is Sid Cordry. I'm the mayor here, and I just came by to welcome you and let you know that if you need anything here in Triple Springs, you can come right to me. Well, thank you, Mr. Cordry. Uh, that's most hospitable of you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And he sh uh, holds out his hand. I, I shake it. It was a firm, firm shake. <laughs> no limp fishes here. Uh, I, I want him to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely does. He holds out his hands to, hands, hand to shake yours. And when he shakes it, he says, Oh, good. Nice firm handshake. No limp fish here. <clears throat> Gosh. Brad threw a, a mouthful of, of uh, grits. Uh, hey, Mr. Mr. Mayor, uh, Brad, Brad Sonson, nice to meet you. Brad, lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you. And you are? Uh, Morris, just, uh, just Morris. Well, just Morris looks at you somewhat suspiciously. And I'm, uh, Margaret Oliver, trying to intervene a little bit there. Well, Miss Oliver? Yes, that that's right. It's lovely to have you. Thank thank you, Mr. Cordry. Now I I've got one question for y'all. And uh that is how did y'all get into town? Do you guys know like like how like highways work? Like Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, of course. You just this, uh, the highway runs uh through this town. Like you guys you guys know that, right? Road right on in. Yeah. Right, Just right. Coming right. right down 57. My apologies. My apologies. Sid looks you all up and down and he says, Well, we've got a, a lovely little town here. Just to let you all know, we do hold Sunday church services at St. Paul's over here. And uh, he, he points a direction. Not that you guys know exactly where he's talking about, but you can't see it from here, certainly. But it can't be that far away. This place is not that big. 
Hope we'll see you there. And we've got a diner. Y'all fancy some cooking other than the lovely Miss Browns, who is one of the best chefs in Triple Springs. Don't tell my wife I said that. And he gives Miss Brown a little wink. He says, we've also got a library here in town, the Great Oak Library. Those are the main places, I think. Y'all feel free to get out, explore. But just to let you know, there is a bit of a curfew. Nine o'clock sharp. Oh, Oh. that's a pretty early. So I'd advise y'all be indoors by then or risk an encounter with the sheriff. Sheriff Gilly don't really like people breaking their laws. Well, thank thank you for that information. I I think we're just gonna try and solve our car troubles, and and then we'll be on our way. On your way, right? <laughs> well, y'all enjoy your stay here in Triple Springs, and just remember, you can always call on me if you need anything. Thank thank you, Mister Cordry. Stands up, finishes his coffee, and walks out the door. We're not going to church, right, guys? Like that's not. <laughs> Things are open here on Sundays, right? Well, the, oh boy, <laughs> probably not. But uh, we we won't be here that long. It, we'll we'll get the cars fixed and and we'll go do what we need to do. Okay, is it? Does anybody else feel like uh, people are a little surprised to see us? Like more than yes. I feel like normally the mayor doesn't come to greet random drifters. Yeah. Even in really small towns. Is is Miss Brown still in the room with us? Sure, she's in the room. With you guys asking these questions, she's looking a little sheepish. Miss Brown, well, how about this? You can call me Mags if, if I can call you by your given name. Oh, <laughs> my name's Adelaide. Adelaide, it's it's very nice to meet you. So... Why does everybody seem so surprised to see us? You said you don't get a lot of visitors staying with you, but it does seem odd for the mayor to come and greet us himself. Oh, oh, you know, he just likes to know everybody around town. It was small, small town atmosphere here and everything. And like I said, you know, we just um, don't get a lot of visitors. Why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Thank you, sir. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> nope. Oh. That's a five. Oh. No mystery here. Oh, no. Everything's normal. Everyone's been marking XP for your failed rolls, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think I know what my hard move is, but I'm not going to tell you. I think that off screen we see Meg's room. Uh, we see the window open. Very slowly. Oh, God. Thin, long fingers reaching under the frame and pulling it up. And we see a weaselly-looking fellow, dirty in overalls. Lots of overalls here, y'all. It's the South. Can't help it. (laughs) Kind of squeeze through that little crack in the window and begins looking through Margaret's stuff. Now, the big bags are locked, just FYI. That's perfectly fine, but your journal okay. is not, right? That's correct. Okay. Well, I'll uh, 
continue talking to to Adelaide, even though the the questioning doesn't go very well. Adelaide seems unable to really tell you a lot. She just kind of hand waves a lot of things away if you talk about strange how strange this all is and makes up excuses and just kind of, you know, rationalizes it to herself and to you. Sure. How old is uh about how old is Miss Adelaide? She's probably in her mid twenties. Okay. So once once Mags realizes that she's not getting anywhere with asking asking direct questions, she'll kind of redirect and, you know, try to try to get to know Miss Brown a little better. Uh, were you born around here? Uh, how is it that you started a B&B? How, where did you learn to make such delicious biscuits? These are the best grits I've ever had. Oh, well, I took over for the last owner, Miss Betty Brown. She was like a mom to me. I, I, I took her last name. She kind of took me in. Oh. Um, I, I've lived here for as long as I can remember now. I don't know my actual parents or where I lived before here or anything like that, but I came here as a very young child, and Miss Betty took me in, and that's just been the way of it. Well, that's lovely. I, yeah. Found family is is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. She died a few years back, though, so... I'm sorry for your you loss. Know, just trying to make my way without her. What year what year was that? <laughs> <laughs> Why it was uh 2020, I think. Interesting. COVID happened here? Are we all like wearing face masks this whole time? <laughs> like in the entire universe. I don't know, do you guys want COVID to have happened in this universe? I think not. Let's really lean into the wish fulfillment aspect of this fantasy <laughs> game and pretend that none of the garbage of the last couple of years has happened. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I would have risked the face-eating spiders. <laughs> <laughs> so, Triple Springs. The day, the town, everything is yours. I don't think we necessarily have to roleplay like every single interaction you have. Unless you really want to. We can kind of go slow here at first if you'd like, or we can... The main thing is that Mags wants her windshield replaced so that we can go back out to the highway and pick up the other two cars. This is the goal of the morning. So you pull up to Greg's gas station and pull around to the side where the repair garage is. Uh, you roll over one of those little, you know, the rubber hoses, and a bell, a bell dings, and a skinny, weasley-looking man walks out with uh-huh. grease on his overalls and a rag hanging out of his back pocket. Of course. And he's chewing tobacco. He's got no beard. He's missing a couple teeth, and he has slicked back. Greasy looking black hair. I was about to say, I roll my window down, but there's really no need for that. Uh, So I will (laughs) wave out where my windshield is supposed to be (laughs) and uh, say, good good morning. Uh, As you can see, I need a little help here. Good morning to you. Yeah, I see that. It looks like you've, uh, you know, 
lost your windshield there. Indeed. Uh, I was hoping that, well, I was hoping that you'd have something in stock to replace it or, or that you could contact somebody, uh, safe light, you know, so I, I've got insurance. I can cover it. Y'all the new to... folks in town, ain't you? Yep. We are. Hey, let yep. me ask you something. How did you get here? The road. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You came right down 57. Right. Right. Right down 57. Okay. Well, that's great. You know, welcome to Triple Springs. Thank you. My name's Greg. I'm a mechanic and I run the gas station here. And he puts out a disgustingly dirty hand. Mags will shake it. All right. And then with her left hand, she roots around in the like the little awkward cup holder that's down for some reason, like in the, the bottom of the driver's side door. And she's got a ha- can of uh, handy wipes in there and just very discreetly. So you uh, you some kind of government lady. You got that look about you. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I am. I um, I work for the Department of the Interior. This is their vehicle, actually. So really important to get it back on the road. Well, sure, sure. Uh, I'll see what I can do about that. You uh, just want to leave it here with me? I suppose so. Uh, do you? We've we've got another couple vehicles out. Uh, well, as I said, uh, out on 57. Is there something that we could borrow while you're working on this car? Oh, don't you worry about that. I get my tow truck and just pull it right on in. I turn to look at Morris and Brad. I, I guess that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, fine with me. Sure. Fantastic. Well, y'all just uh, enjoy your stay here in Triple Springs. I'll let you know when I've got you all fixed up. Do you have maybe a, a ballpark idea how long that might be? Oh, I'll have to work up a quote and such first. Get you sign some paperwork. Yeah, uh, is there a, a time later today I can come back and, and do that? Oh, I'll have it to you next week. Oh, I'm I'm afraid that uh, we'll need to accelerate that timeline a little bit. Uh, well... I, I, you know, I'm afraid I've got other customers ahead of you. You see absolutely no cars in this garage. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> I want to make that clear. It says, but, you know, next week's just a couple days away, so I'll have it for you right quick. Morris is going to pull out one $100 bill from his massive stacks. Uh, could I perhaps sweeten the uh, deal a little bit to get you to work a little faster? His eyes go very wide at the sight of all that money. And he looks at the money, the the $100 bill that you're holding up, and he looks at the roll in your hands, and you see his, you see his tongue flick out. <laughs> I think he keeps the roll in his pocket. He just pulls out one $100 bill. Well, where there's one. <laughs> <laughs> so, he snatches the $100 bill out of your hands, and he says, well... You know, maybe I can fish another couple folks back. I'll take a look. We'd uh, we'd really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks, uh, sir. Sure thing. Yes, we appreciate all haste in this matter. Mm-hmm. Gonna give me those keys. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And she very reluctantly passes them over. Brad does the same. Doesn't snatch them like hard out of your hands, but he quickly grabs them out of your hands. Yeah. And leaves a smear of engine grease on your on your hand as he pulls back, takes all your keys. Morris 100% left his keys in the ignition. <laughs> oh, God. The spiders have just driven away with it. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to four spiders all in this car. Joyride in the woods. <laughs> they're driving down the road. All the faces screaming in glee. <laughs> like, they're, several of the spiders are smoking. One of them cracks a beer and passes it to the one driving. Don't drink and drive, kids. It's just a joke. You can These... only drink and drive if you're a spider covered in screaming human faces. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then we cut back to you all. All right. Well, um, I guess we have today free, for sure. Uh, thank you for that, Morris. You really didn't need to do it, but but I do appreciate it. No problem. Things here are super cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. What is the deal with that? Is this like a like a Brigadoon situation? Is that a reference you guys understand? It's a reference I can Google. <laughs> yeah, if we had signal. Yeah. Hey, uh, th- that reminds me. Hold on. Uh, hey, Greg. He just like hollers. Do you know what the internet is? The inter what? Uh, thank you. <laughs> this place is weird, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's like 2022. I, everybody like knows what the internet is, unless you're like literally an uncontacted tribe. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's what's going on here. Yeah, it really does feel like. But I don't know. She she said this morning that her her adoptive mother passed away in 2020. So it's not like they're living in 1974 or something. Do you think like could this be one of those like weird like Christian like child bride cults? And they're all just like they don't dress modestly. No, I not saying that like Miss Mrs. Brown was like a huge slut. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she wasn't wearing that weird prairie shit. right she she didn't have a bonnet on <laughs> no uh yeah i mean we've, we've met like three people four if you count creepy pete out in the woods so i don't know if we can make like an honest assessment of that pete. yet creepy pete, pete. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> maybe maybe we visit one of these places that the mayor was talking about this library, yeah. maybe? Let's, yeah, let's go to the library. Uh, I'm not feeling church. Well, it's like 10 o'clock on a Friday morning, too. So uh, for all we know, we're going to walk by the diner and see a Bible study <laughs> happening. And that is what happens. You walk by the diner. There's a Bible study going on inside. See? Uh, a bunch of people sitting there with their Bibles, eating pie. Morning pie? You know, having a good time. It's never the wrong time for pie, I either. I want I want to go to here. What is this paradise? <laughs> All right, what is the name of it? Of the diner? Yeah, uh, 
I, I'm really tempted to make it Greg's Diner and just have Greg secretly be a big, like, realty <laughs> tycoon. He's just the slumlord for the town. It's Greg's Diner. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you all walk in. Never mind. Oh. I don't want any pie. You see behind the counter cooking eggs is Greg as he hastily dons an apron and starts cooking up some eggs. You know... I bet Adelaide makes delicious pie. Yeah, she looks like she'd make a killer pie. Okay. Bye, Greg. (laughs) Just walk in. Y'all have a good day. Did we walk in and then just immediately walk out? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What is this town? What is this town? If we walk, I swear, if we walk into that library and Greg is rapidly putting on, like, Horror glasses <laughs> as the librarian. I'm gonna lose anyway, it. Anyway, anyway. So the library is all the way on the other side of town. Okay. Uh, you ask Greg, <laughs> and he tells you where it is. And uh, as you are walking, you walk by a house where there's a bit of commotion going on. Oh. Mm-hmm. In front of it, you see a official-looking, sheriff-esque-looking person speaking to a person in, like, a sleeping robe, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Out Bathroom. in front of this house. Can we can we rubberneck a little? Figure out what's going on? Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. You're just trying to listen in? Yeah, just kind of get a, get a, get a gauge on what's going on. Is there... Is there a fire somewhere? Is there... Adultery? Something broken in the background? Yeah. Spiderwebs. <laughs> yeah, why don't you roll... Invet- well, decide how you're looking and, like, exactly how, like, what you're looking kind of... Okay, so what, what Mags wants to know, what I want to know... Is- I need a context in order to answer questions. I, I want to know... Why the sheriff is there? Has there been an attack? Is there evidence of the house being on fire? Does the person in the bathrobe look traumatized in some way? Okay, sure, sure. Why don't you roll investigate a mystery for me? Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, that's this one is a 12. Okay, so you hold two. All right. What happened here? Hmm. So I think what you do is avoiding the eyes of the sheriff and this other person kind of look around back and you see in the top of the house a opening uh, where it looks like something broke in and you see blowing in the breeze strands of silk. In listening to the conversation, can I get a read on what it was trying to do? If I get a little closer and eavesdrop? Yeah. So I think the way you discover this is you do get a little closer and eavesdrop. And you hear it's a woman talking to the sheriff. And she says, Sheriff, I know how crazy it sounds, but I swear to you, it came right out from the ceiling and took him. It took my husband. And the sheriff says, look, Miss Kelly, I 
am not saying that you're lying or that you didn't see what you saw, but it does sound a little wild. And the woman, it's like they can't even, nobody's acknowledging the hole that you saw in the oh. roof, which seems as like pretty, pretty apparent, pretty big and apparent. And the sheriff says, are you sure he didn't just wander away? You know, Sam, he was, and the the woman slaps the sheriff on the shoulder and says, don't you dare talk about Sam like that. Oh. He was a good man, good man. And uh, she storms away and the sheriff sighs and tilts their hat back and scribbles some notes down in a pad and starts walking off. I'm going to keep on walking down the road or the sidewalk, whatever our situation is here, until I see the sheriff's vehicle leave. And then I'm going to cut back and I want to I want to try and talk to this woman. All right. Anybody else? Uh, I mean, it seems pretty likely that they ran into the same weird ass spiders we did. And so I think probably Morris is going to follow Max's lead. I'll come with. I do want to see which way the sheriff is headed, though, to try and kind of clock maybe where the station is in case we want to head down there later. Mm, good call. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely clock where it is. It's a couple blocks away. Great. It's nothing crazy. It's a small little sheriff's station. Cool. So once the, the car goes around the corner, I will hustle my way to the to the front door, wherever the, the woman headed, and I'll knock or call out to her or... You knock on the door and she comes to the door. Uh, you see she's probably in her 40s, late 40s, 50s. Got red-rimmed eyes. She's been crying and her hair is up in a, like, bath shower cap. And she says, I don't, I don't recognize y'all. Are you new here? Oh my god. Yeah, um, we, we are new. Can I ask you a question? Of course. How how did y'all get here? The road. Why? We got here on the road, Highway 57. It's the blue one on the map. We drove. Right. That's right. the blue line on the Why map. Why does everybody keep asking us that? Oh, you know, well, we just, we don't get a lot of visitors here. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Brad is getting a headache. <laughs> The first tension headache he's ever had in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max will, will stick her hand out and say, I'm, I'm uh, Margaret Oliver. I'm a special investigator. And I, I was hoping to talk to you. I, I understand your husband is missing. Her eyes well up a bit. And she says, Sam, he was taken last night. Some awful demon just... Pulled him right out of bed. Pulled him out of bed. Through the hole in your house? Miss? Hole in my house. She goes around and looks and she says, There ain't no hole in my house. I don't know how the thing got in. Didn't you say there was a hole in the house? I did. Okay, okay. I did just make sure I didn't like Miss here. Nope. Uh, Mrs. Kelly, um, I, I don't, I don't mean to seem indelicate, um, could you could you perhaps describe this this demon? What what did you see? Oh well, it all happened so fast, you know. I had just woken up. I I didn't really get a good look at it. Anything at all that you can can recall? Why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Uh, why don't I? <laughs> oh no. 
I missed the the dice tower with one of my dice. Um, that's a seven. What what kind of creature was it? What did she see? I just I saw eyes, so many eyes, and the screaming. Oh, the screaming! It was awful. And then he was gone. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Kelly. I I know that the sheriff will do everything that they can to to reunite you with your Sam. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. What what did you say your name was again? Oliver. Oliver. Special Investigator Oliver. Special Agent Oliver. Well, I don't correct her. It was uh it was a pleasure to meet you. Sorry, it couldn't be under better circumstances. She nods and goes back inside and closes her door. Well, I was curious to see if if they can't see the hole in the roof, if maybe the things were disguising themselves in some other way, but I guess not. No real point to uh, closing the door when she has the giant hole. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's interesting. Why? Doesn't she see it though? Why doesn't it's anybody right else there. see it? I don't. I don't know. Maybe like it's part of the decor or like the aesthetic of the house, and so they don't like consider it a hole, like some kind of DIY skylight. Mags turns and kind of assesses Brad and Morris, and then turns to Brad and says, "I I don't suppose you could." make your way up there and and take a look at that could you i'm not much of one for heights well <laughs> i think that uh i could well i was gonna brag but uh yeah sure i'll try <laughs> gotta stay humble okay and he starts like shaking at his fingers and doing wrist stretches uh what is the si- siding on the house is it brick is it wood is it like shakes what do you think it is? <laughs> I think there's a very conveniently placed 12 foot uh, ladder drain pipe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> slash garden. You know what? Garden there's trellis. a garden trellis. Yes. There's a garden trellis yeah, sure. that goes up to the side of the house um, up onto the um, it's uh, it's actually right next to the porch that overhangs. So it's not like all the way up, but it creates like a nice sort of greenery that shades uh, the porch from the sun coming in on that side. So I'm just going to try to scurry up that. Okay. So are you doing this stealthily? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to look and see. I mean, she's inside. Ms. Kelly, Ms. Kelly is inside. The sheriff is gone. Um, this doesn't seem to be a bustling metropolis. Are there people around? Yeah, there are people walking around the streets and such. Oh, then I'm not going to use the trellis. I'm going to go to the back of the house and find the 12 foot ladder that Heather mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, there's one there's one leaning against the side of the house, um, just on the ground on its side. Okay, great. Do that. I am going to go around to the back of the house. I'm going to wait till it looks like there's kind of a break in foot traffic, uh, head around to the back of the house and um, see if I can get up on the roof. Why don't you roll act under pressure for me? To do this without being seen. Boy, here we go. Mm, do I have any cool? I have one. Okay. Who? Uh, that's a seven. <gasps> Could you read what happens on a seven to nine for me, please? On a seven to nine, act under pressure. Uh, Keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. 
I'm gonna give you a couple of options. The worst outcome is you're able to get up there, but you only get a cursory glance at it because you see the sheriff start driving back by, headed somewhere else in town, and you have to like mm. get down quickly. Uh, and when you do, some of the rungs on the ladder break. Ah, okay. So no second chances here. No. Uh, so that's going to be a worse outcome. Price to pay is you get up there, you get a good look at it, but you are seen. By who? I'm not going to tell you. Oh. That's the price. Is you don't get to know who saw you. Can, okay, can I ask a clarifying question? With a cursory glance, would I even have opportunity to investigate? No. I will give you some basic information about it, and that's it. <laughs> I really want to know what's in that room. Brad doesn't know he's going to be seen. Just the player does. I want to. I want to know what's in the room. I want to see. I want to. See, I want to investigate. I want to see what's All in right, the room. All right, you get up there, and why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Here's a question: If I were to drop down into the room. Would I be able to get back out again? No. I mean, yes. I'm sorry. You could get back out, but you'd have to get out like through a window or through the door. You look down and it looks like a bedroom with a queen sized bed in it. Is there a window in the room, though? There is. I want to drop in. Okay. The curtains are drawn on that window and you drop down into the room. Here we go. Investigate a mystery. Uh, that's a nine. Surprising. Um, let's see. I got a hold of one. I think. Okay, I'm in a bedroom. I'm assuming there's no obvious like blood splatter or viscera or desiccated corpses or anything like that. Or I'd notice there is not. Okay. What is being concealed here? Okay, Brad. There's something strange about this whole place, right? Not mm -hmm. just the spiders <laughs> or the fact that that nobody seems to understand how you ended up here and you see something out of the corner of your eye it just catches your no your attention it is just like a slight green tinge and you turn your head and you look and kind of around the hole in the ceiling leaking down and kind of coating the room is this very faint green light. Um, and it kind of pulsates every once in a while, but it's not, it's not bright. I, I can't, can't overstate how not very noticeable this is. But you see it. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Um. Mental note about that, and I guess I'm gonna go to the window and and see if I see if it opens, see if I can get out that way. Can we see Brad peeking out the window? If he opens the curtains, okay, you can. If you're around back, but they are curtained. Oh, right, you went around the back. So we probably didn't even see him drop down into the house. No, you saw him drop into the house. You saw him up on the roof. Okay. 
and then he was no longer on the roof. The world saw Brad go up on the roof of that house. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to check the window, see if it opens. You jiggle the window. The window is locked. No. But you reach up and you unlock it. Okay. The window. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, slide the window open. Slide, you know, shimmy out. Drop to the ground. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. Uh, nothing like super disgusting in there or anything. Pretty tame bedroom, honestly, by all accounts. Um, but I did see, at least I'm pretty sure I saw a, a like a light and not like a, not like a lamp, not like a, that kind of situation, but like a, like a, like a glow. It was like, uh, like pulsing and green and and like sort of all over ev- everything in there like everything in the room had it just like just a little bit brad you look back and you can still see it very very faint can you guys see that can we can we yeah no okay i think this town is infecting me with its crazy or maybe we're getting infected Ah, yeah, because the lady couldn't see the uh, hole in the roof. Right, like maybe... Oh, yeah. Now we can't... Well, think more on that later. Um, How do we get not infected? Interesting. And you guys see out of a pocket, like like a... Not a fanny pack, but something... Something like it, something attached to her person. She pulls a little, like, composition notebook. And she starts scribbling things down. And then she closes it, clicks her pen, and puts it all back. All right. Guess let's head to the library and hit the books. Max pulls a pair of sunglasses off of her face, and Brad, for no reason, goes, "Yeah!" Hey, everyone. This is Nate. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nameless Monsters. You can follow us on Twitter at namelessmon underscore pod, and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com. Transcripts of our show are available at our website, namelessmonsters.podbean.com Monster of the Week was created by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions If you like the show, please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show We really appreciate the help Be safe out there and happy hunting We hope you enjoyed the music on today's episode Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Holizna Radio, who can be supported on Patreon. Full listings and links can be found in our show notes. 